Hello and welcome to the Sim Racing Perspectives podcast. We're back after uh, uh, quite a hiatus, I guess. And uh, we're back with a new format. I'm looking to uh, restart my podcast, hopefully keep this thing going. If I can if I can grab enough, um, grab the attention of enough interesting guests like I have today. So today I have Nick Grabau all the way from Australia. Hello, Nick. G'day, Davey. How are you going? <laughs> Not too bad. And today, Nick and I are in uh, the uh, we're in a dedicated server on R Factor Two, and we're at Spa in Belgium. A uh, little bit of cloudy conditions with a time multiplier of ten, and uh, I'm in the Ferrari Four Eighty Eight GT Three. And Nick, what are you driving? I'm in the Porsche Nine Eleven GT Three R. Okay, so are you out of the pits already? Pulling out behind you. Now. Are you pulling out behind me now? Limiter. My limiter's off. Now, so you're pulling out behind me now. So this is a new format I wanted to try and try. And uh, now I have auto shifting on, so the mic doesn't pick up the sound of my my paddles. Yeah. I will take it easy now. I'm going to turn up my traction control. Now, if I need if I need to wait for you, Nick, or whatever, we need to wait for each other. We'll, we'll just um, we'll just um. I would just slow down accordingly or we can head off, whatever, you know. So, Nick, tell us about yourself. Um, how did you get started in gaming? How did you get started in sim racing? And what what uh, drove you to, to uh, pardon the pun, to set up a, a YouTube channel? <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, all, all the way back to my childhood, uh, as I think many people have, you know, I sat in front of the TV playing games like Gran Turismo and things like that. Uh, and never did I think back then that there would be something like what we have today you know, available to us in the sim racing world you know, with all the hardware and the different sims we've got and the realism aspects of that. And I had some friends in more recent times who have really gotten into that and you know, started explaining these things to me, saying that you know, all these wheels and rims and accessories you can get and the sim rig set up, etc. And it, just, it kind of just blew, blew my mind, really. Yes. I didn't quite understand it at the time. But then you know, towards... Uh, this, you know, towards the start of last year, the start of 2021, just before uh, we had the big lockdown period, etc., which I understand saw a lot of people uh, get into sim racing. Absolutely. I decided to take mm-hmm. the plunge. Yeah, I decided to take the plunge myself, and um, it was probably the worst possible time to get involved because you couldn't really buy anything because everything was out of stock. But um, yeah, I, I got into it. Um, you know, just with some basic gear. I just had a, a Logitech uh, G29. And some pedals that I mounted, you know, the wheel mounted to my desk. Very cheap and nasty setup, but still, you know, good enough for what it was. And it you know, allowed me to get into things like iRacing at the time and Assetto Corsa were probably the two of the, the really big sims that I played at the time. And then going on from that, you know, you start watching YouTube channels like Gamer Muscle and Jimmy Broadbent and all those sorts of things. And you really start to understand, you know, wow, like... The sorts of things that you can do in sim racing and the the level that the gear goes to, and then by that point I was just addicted to it and started buying more and more things. So got into the Fanatec gear as well, or Fanatic, depending on how you want to pronounce that, um, and started building it up from there. So now here I am sitting in a aluminium profile rig with a direct drive wheel and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering actually about your gear now. Now. So, based on what you said, I, I, am I correct in understanding that you only started sim racing like last year? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Really? So, uh, 
I, I always had an interest in motorsport, but but I never quite really understood the world of sim racing, being that it, it can be so complicated. Um, and then I thought, well, and, and that was really one of the reasons that you know I wanted to get into my, and create my YouTube channel was because I didn't know everything about sim racing, and I wanted to learn more about it. And it's kind of a creative way for me to catalog that journey of sorts. Absolutely, into, you know, me yeah, learning it's how to how to yeah. drive. It's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I, I wouldn't call myself by any stretch. And if people have watched my videos before, I'm sure you'll agree. I'm not uh, the best driver out there, but you know, definitely learning and, and and the community that's being built around my channel as well at the moment. Even though it's still early days, it's they the help me a lot with. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah, absolutely, and they help me a lot with learning. You know, the ins and outs of sim racing, really. Yeah. Wow. So I can't believe I didn't know because we we talked briefly before this recording, and I didn't know you'd only just. It relatively just started so so um what what was the, like when you got into it then you got your logitech wheel what was the first game you started was it i racing you started with or, or ac or what did you actually what did you get into uh no i definitely didn't take the plunge into into i racing straight away that was a bit that was a bit of a scary one to jump into if i'm honest but no i definitely uh started off with assetto corsa yeah and it was really just around the um uh, you know, because of the modding capabilities of Assetto Corsa, me and my friends would just jump into sessions and 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 either race or do you know free roam driving around on some of the mod maps and things that are available. Yeah, oh, I think we've just run into each other. Yeah, slightly <laughs> damage damages turned off. So are you are you are, are you on PC only, or do you have some consoles as well, or what have you been messing um, around I, with? Well, sim sim racing um, for me is purely on PC. Um, I used to have a Fanatec CSL Elite, which of course supported PlayStation. Uh, but now since I've moved to the Fanatec DD1, I don't have the PlayStation compatible version. So I prefer to keep PlayStation just as a couch kind of thing and PC, you know, I use primarily for sim racing. Yeah. Oh, so you're on a direct drive wheel. Oh, very nice. So, so okay. So what's <laughs> what's then what's then in your, in your Steam library? What do you play the most? What's, let's say... You, you could also have iRacing, of course, installed via Steam. But what if, if you want to sit down now and ha, have a, if you want to sit down, relax on your rig and have a driver, and what do you what do you fire up first? If I'm just chilling by myself and want to drive, you know, with some AI, um, I probably got two two go to choices. Um, one is Assetto Corsa, uh, and the, and the other um, is uh, Automobilista Two. Are my two main ones at the moment Ah, interesting yeah go on yeah having said that though recently um you know in my videos i've been learning a lot about r factor 2 and i was originally hesitant to get into r factor 2 i will say because of some of the some of the feedback i've heard around you know loading times and the ui etc um i thought you know look i'll give it a go because i hear or i heard at the time that the uh, force feedback aspect was just second to none uh, and then as soon as I got into the game, I realized exactly what people meant by that. And it is absolutely true that uh, R-Factor 2, despite some failings, has the best driving experience, I think, out of any of those sims. Ah, oh, that's interesting. So when did you actually start R-Factor 2, do you remember? When did you, uh, as an example, when did you actually, how long have you been playing it? Oh, gosh, it wouldn't be that long, maybe three months. Ah, oh, that's interesting, yeah. Okay, so you're, you basically started with the new user interface. Directly. Yeah, yeah. I I jumped in and uh, I got the current user interface that we've got today. Yeah. So, 
So are you currently going? Are you are you currently now going between iRacing Automobilista Two, Assetto Corsa, and R Factor Two? Is that your kind of current ros- uh, roster, so to speak? Yeah, and I also try to put in some uh, Assetto Corsa Competizione as well because I am a huge fan of GT cars. Yeah, it's something I have to get back into myself. So, so tell us then about if you want to tell us about your 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 hardware. So you went. I'm fascinated. So you went from a Logitech wheel. To uh, 8020 <laughs> rig with a with a with a Fanatec D, uh, DD. So give us an overview of your uh, your rig right now. What are you running right now? I think people would be interested in in hearing that. If of yeah. course, if you All haven't right. already done a video about it on your channel, for example. <laughs> no, I haven't actually. So it's a good a good chance to talk about it. Well, let's start with the rig. So I've got a, um, a track racer TR80, which is a, a 8040 profile 8020 rig. Um, with a separate monitor mount. So I originally, when I bought the, uh, the rig, I had uh, the integrated monitor mount, but I found that um, you know, with, with some of the force feedback that would shake the monitor quite vigorously <laughs> and became quite annoying. So I, uh, I purchased a separate monitor stand for that um, to eliminate that. And that also has, so I've got two monitors on my rig. I've got a 34 inch ultra wide as my main monitor. And then above that, on, on top, I've got a 27-inch, just a random 1080p monitor um, th- that I use w- when I'm recording videos to you know, have OBS on or um, keep live timing open in iRacing, etc. And then moving on to the actual goodies themselves. So I've got, as I said before, I've got the Fanatec DD1, um, which I upgraded to from a CSL Elite previously. Um, uh, and then in terms of rims, I've got the Fanatec Porsche 918 RSR uh, Ooh, nice. round rim. I've got the um, McLaren GT3 V2 uh, GT3 rim, which is the, the most recent version of that. Um, and I've also got the Fanatec F1 eSports, just the entry-level formula rim that they've got as well yeah so i think that covers all, all bases in terms of uh wheel requirements <laughs> for now at least no pun intended so how long then did, how long then did you have the csl for since you only started with the Log- logitech last year how long, was that a quick transition or what did you do yeah, yeah it was it was a um look the, the csl elite was definitely a spur of the moment decision because i saw that um you know with the covid lockdown and things that were happening the speed at which things were selling out i thought well Look, I've got you know, I'll I'll take the plunge, and I bought the C. I'll upgrade my G29 to a CSL Elite bundle. So I ended up getting that, the um, Fnatic V3 pedals, and like, the Club Sport pedals, and um, the sequential and H pattern shifter as well from Fan, uh, from Fanatec. Wow, nice. And in addition to those things, I've got see, there's even more still, which is actually making me making me realize how much money I've spent on this god. Um, I also have the Fanatec handbrake as well. Um, I have a an iFlag being like a RGB matrix display for um, for flag display and gears and things like that. Does that work in all? And the, then also, have you sorry? Do you have that flag thing? Do you have it working in all the games, or does it work in all of them? Or yeah, so it's work. It's working right now. So originally, it actually only supported um, iRacing. So is the from the iFlag website? They build them with software that only works in iRacing. But I was messing around with it a few weeks ago, actually, and um, I, just, I I noticed that SimHub, uh, if you're familiar with that software, yes, I am. Um, yeah. Has the option. 
yeah, has the option to reflash Arduino based um, hardware to um, yeah, other other firmware so that you can run it with other games. So I reflashed this uh, with an with just an out of the box Arduino setup, and um, now now it works straight in, in SimHub and works in everything that supports that sort of telemetry output. Wow. And do you, sorry, if you don't, do, are you like a, do you have a technical background? Are you an engineer or? Yeah. No, no, my, my day job is I, I, I'm in IT. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. um, not so much the uh, engineering or sort of, you know, super hands-on stuff. I used to be in IT support and now I'm in like an IT management position. So I know my way around a computer and, and hardware. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> it sounds very, very much like you do, like you do know your way around. So, so what then, so what then possessed you to start your YouTube and how long, for example, were you, were you like, were you like, in my cases, I saw people making videos and I thought, okay, well, that's interesting. I, I have my, my, my view. I think I, I, I think I could do that. So I sort of, I sort of took my time and, um, and, uh, worked my way up to making the first video where I'm actually talking. So how about you? Did you just jump right in and, and get started or how did it go? Well, it actually came about because, you know, I, I've dabbled in YouTube before on other channels, which are long gone now. Um, but I had friends and one of, one of the friends who got me into sim racing, uh, a, a friend by the name of Justin, he, um, he actually has a, a Twitch channel and I might, I might plug that if I can actually. Yeah, by <laughs> so, all, by uh, all means, please do. Yeah. <laughs> so that's uh, that's J Talent ninety one on Twitch. He streams uh, you know multiple times a day, mainly i uh, multiple times a week, I should say, mainly i racing, and it's a uh, yeah, he's really good, very 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 knowledgeable guy when it comes to sim racing and motorsport. So he started doing um, Twitch, and then I thought, look, you know, I'm starting to get into sim racing, and maybe I'll give Twitch a go as well, and just try and you know, obviously not being as skilled as as others, but give it a go and see if I can learn a thing or two and just, you know, meet some people. Then I thought, look, you know, I can't, I couldn't really commit, you know, the time given, you know, working full time and things. You know, I found that sticking to a, to a, a schedule of, of live streaming where you had to, you know, sit there for multiple hours on end um, was a little bit difficult for me. So I thought, you know, well, how about I shift focus to YouTube where I can, you know, have my own schedule, you know, and work around the things that I have to do in my, you know, daily life. Um, so yeah, so that was really where that shift came from. And I, I think I also prefer the more creative side of YouTube videos as well. Um, I quite enjoy the editing process <laughs> of videos too. So because many um, people don't, you to get yeah. Mm. No, well, some people like really hate that. Um, and, you know, and choose to do live streaming as a result or, or whatever it be. Um, but yeah, no, I, I really enjoy that component. Interesting. Yeah. So when did you... When did your YouTube channel actually start then? Because you were kind of, you, you were kind of, you, you started sim racing, COVID hit, hit you, you started sim racing, you wrapped up. So when did you, when did you actually uh, publish your first YouTube video on sim racing then? When was this? Oh gosh. Um, I think the first videos on that channel were actually just um, recordings of some of the Twitch streams that I did. Ah, okay. Um, yeah, in yeah. the early days. Yeah. Yes, I understand. Um, yeah. And then I... Yeah, and then I decided to start going into, well, you know, maybe I'll make some videos in particular around, you know, uh, I think it was mainly Assetto Corsa um, back then. Um, and I say, I say back then like it was forever ago, but it really <laughs> wasn't that long ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I think it was around the middle of last year. Yeah. And are you... And then I took, go on, yeah. go on, go ahead. And then I, I, I took a little bit of time. 
like off. It was a bit iffy at that po at that point, um, you know, given the state of the world and trying to keep my mind focused on things. There was a little bit of a gap between some videos back then, but at, at the moment now, um, I've kind of made myself a commitment to to do two videos a week. Yeah, just try and try try and be consistent with it to kind of to feed feed the algorithm, so to speak. And and, and yeah, and then, that's right. And yeah. then when you play, if you let's say for like. Um, do you find yourself like I find myself? Oh, oh! I might be doing something, and I might think to myself, "Oh, that this might make a good video." Do you? Do you? Are you able to? Are you able to sit down and play, and then let's say sit down and, and play to record a video, or do you? Do you find yourself kind of in the mode of, "Oh, this might work for, well for a video, or this might not," and that kind of thing? I'm I'm definitely the type to try and sort of plan these things out. So I I have a bit of a list. Um, of things that I, I think might be good ideas for videos. But I also ask quite regularly in my videos for input from people who watch, um, you know, for good track and car combinations that they might like to see. Of course, Or yeah. different mods and things as well. Because, you know, as we said before, there's so much in, you know, involvement in, in sim racing and the world is enormous. So um, I can't possibly think of everything and I don't always know what's available. So the amount of information... I've got quite a spreadsheet going actually at the moment of... Um, of ideas that people have sent across to me as well. So that's a good that's idea. Where actually, yeah, that's from. a good idea. Yeah, mm. interesting. And uh, and when you sit down to play, then with with with, uh, are you mostly an online player with your mates, or how do you actually do it? No, well, it kind of varies. If it's something like, you know, if, if I really want some online competition, I usually just stick to stick to iRacing, and that's just you know obviously by myself. Um, but it, it kind of goes both ways. Some days I'll you know finish work and just be like, well, you know, I want to jump into my rig and just have a bit of a drive and I'll just jump in with some AI and, and, and go with that. Other times, if it's, you know, if it's the weekend and time permits, me and my mates might jump in and, and do some driving in, in a set of Corsa, for example. So it's really a bit of a, mi a mixed bag. And I, I, sometimes I think, you know, you really want that competitive style of driving and that's where things like iRacing and, you know, ranked online and things come into play. But other times I think sim racing can also just be really relaxing. Yeah. And how does it work for, if you play a set of Corsa, is one of your mates hosting a server or are you are you using the stock server list or how does it actually work? Uh, so I actually have a server in in Assetto Corsa myself. So yeah, I just pay for, for a hosted server that I manage in Assetto Corsa, yeah. Ah, that's interesting. Which has good, yeah, it has quite a, it's actually a fairly decent um, setup. It, it allows for like click and drag mod support and things as well. So, you know, quite, quite good um, considering, you know, how much, I said, of course, it relies on mods. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Okay, so. and that's a like that's like a paid for service, is it so? Yeah, you just pay a monthly subscription. Um, yeah, it's just a, just from a, it's actually from assetocorsaservers dot com. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I Which did not, I one. did not know that existed. I know, for example, R Factor Two has a server UI thing. Uh, uh, mm -hmm. A, a, a set has has a dedicated server, but I think it's just a script. I haven't really looked looked into it in detail, and I know that a, a, a set of a set of Corsa, the original set of Corsa has too. But I think it, it's quite basic. I don't know about a GUI a UI, but obviously this this server system obviously they've implemented a UI, so it, it takes it takes away the technical hurdles and also the hurdles of having to configure your your router locally and this kind of thing. So. Yeah, that's right. It's just and it's just a browser-based UI, so it's it's really quite simple. You just log in and away you go. We, uh, what you see is what you get, WYSIWYG, as they call it. So so let's talk. <laughs> yeah. then, let's talk then about um, about sim racing now in general. In terms of 
in terms of like what you play, what what you're looking forward to, what what kind of what kind of channels, what kind of YouTube channels, for example, do you follow? What kind of content are you looking for? What kind of what kind of uh, tracks and car combinations are you looking for? What kind of driving conditions do you like? Just 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 your just to hear your general thoughts, if I if I may ask. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So look, I mean, a, a, a lot of the inspiration in my own channel, you know, comes comes from the people that I watch on YouTube, um, and, and you may you may even notice, um, you know, some of that in my videos. But you know, the, the people I like to to watch the most are well. The first and foremost is Jimmy Broadbent, and I know some people don't like Jimmy, but I quite do. And um, and then also Gamer Muscle, I uh, am an avid follower of Gamer Muscle and watch most of his live streams. Yeah, he's quite special uh, anyway. So yeah, 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 he's quite funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also uh, Dan Suzuki. As oh, Dan well. Suzuki! So I've, he... I've actually come across him recently. Interesting. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I. I in terms of you know th those three really primarily focus on the actual you know racing component and don't don't go into huge I know Dan Suzuki does a bit um, going to the hardware side of things um, but if I really want an involved sort of understanding and detailed sim racing nerdiness talk around um, you know hardware components and things then Boosted Media uh, is the channel I watch Will, for that Will Ford as of a, course yeah as a yeah. as a fellow Australian <laughs> yeah indeed and then. Uh in terms of in terms of uh, real life motorsport, like you know how how the the somebody's interest in in real life motorsport bleeds into the sim racing. The, what kind of real life mm. what what kind of real life motorsport do you follow at all, or or, or like what? Yeah, yeah. So I follow um, Formula One is an is an obvious one I think for a lot of people. If you if you're interested in sim racing, I think there's always a bit of a following for Formula One. Try and watch almost every race every week um, that it's on for that. Um, and then actually really randomly, and something that I, I never really quite understood um, until I played iRacing and did it uh, and raced ovals in that, um, I, I, I enjoy watching NASCAR <laughs> and oh, that's IndyCar. interesting, yeah. Yeah, so that was something that I, I, I never really understood. I always thought, you know, and a lot, of, a lot of people say the same thing, oh, it's just turning left for two hours around an, around an oval. But, you know, the, the actual you know, intricacies of, of oval driving is something that, you know, I never really understood it about how difficult it can actually be. So, you know, while, while it's all a bit of a show and things sometimes in, in NASCAR, um, I, I actually really enjoy watching it. <laughs> and is that, can you get that through local TV in Australia or how, does, how do you actually watch it? Yeah, luckily, um, there's a streaming platform that's uh, you know a couple of years old now, I think, called Ko. That's available in Australia, um, and we can watch uh, Formula One, NASCAR, MotoGP, IndyCar, um, and a, a couple of others, I think, off the top of my head, um, which is quite useful for these sorts of things. Um, where, where we really struggle to be able to watch is is um, more of the European touring car stuff. Um, that's not really available um, easily in Australia. Um, you, I mean, you can go around other ways of getting it, of course, but for, for the most things that I watch, yeah, I usually just watch it on KO, which is like just live streaming. And you have, a, you have a, obviously a, a broad selection, broad selection of, of content. And NASCAR is interesting because I, I was been doing some stuff about NASCAR because obviously 
motorsport games, but R Factor Two and and there's the NASCAR. Yes. And that's something that I didn't really know about. And I I I did a collab video recently, and I was trying to understand the whole the whole um um um. NASCAR, Cup car, Xfinity trucks, Arca, all that kind of thing. Yeah. And what about the lo- what about local motorsport in in Australia? You know that you have the the V8 supercars. V8 and stuff. supercars, what, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so explain you know, to me. Yeah, ex- sorry, Nick. Explain to me what is. I I don't know much about locally in Australia. I assume there's there's some rallying as well. Some rallying as well. There's the V8 supercars. Yeah. Then you have you have Bathurst, of course, every year. So what is the scene like locally in Australia? Well, look, I mean. Obviously, as you said, you've got the big ones. Um, you know, Bathurst being a huge one, it gets international attention. Um, we get the, the obviously the Formula One in Melbourne is another big one. Yeah, but when well, you go outside of that, um, starts the season basically, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Except for this year when we get it in November, but that's still you know as long as it happens, I'll be going to that. Um, you know, look in, in the in the smaller, you know, when you start to step down from that, you know. Um, Obviously, there's, there's um, you know, motorcycle racing as well. Um, but when you get down to the um, you know, more amateurish scene, um, it's, it's a little bit you know, he- here and there, I, I suppose. Um, I have done a little bit of motorsport myself, maybe like mainly just some autocross things. Um, but I don't really have a huge um, you know, understanding of, of, of all aspects. But we do have the um, uh, different... Well, I don't know really how to how to say it. I mean, we've got we've got multiple car clubs that have track days. You have V8 supercars, you have Formula One, and that's and that's really as far as my knowledge and or or at least experience goes with uh, with motorsport in Australia. In sim racing, then, what what do you like to drive? Do you like to drive endurance or or um, or, or or short races, or what do you like to do? Yeah, I, I prefer like more short form racing. I, I haven't really dabbled in endurance racing yet, though I have some friends who want, want to try and get me involved. Given that I, I like G, you know, GT cars and things, I'd be happy to try some, you know, maybe hour or two hour long races. You know, in iRacing, I'll, I'll do um, uh, GT3 racing mainly or um, maybe some open wheelers as well. Um, you know, IndyCar and, and Formula 3 and things like that um, if I can. But um, look, yeah, look. Ma- mainly, my 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 favorite comes cars come down to GT3, GTE, and LMP2. Um, that of course, if if we get a sim that gets them, we'll have the uh, Le Mans hypercar as well. Hopefully soon. Oh, I'd good like point. To see that. Yeah, true. That's true. Yeah. And what are you looking forward to now? Of course, it's all changing now. I I did a video recently about the the electric GT category, and it's all changing now. So so what kind of um, in the real world, are you driving an electric car yourself or a hybrid car, or, or how, what do you think on the what do you think on the changes coming in the future, the next five ten years, and how they might bleed into sim racing? Then, what do you reckon? Yeah, I mean, like we're already starting to see, you know, in real world motorsport with Formula E, for example, um, which, in in all honesty, I'm not a huge fan of. I I don't like the the the, the format that it takes, and I don't really think that the you know the the not speed boost, but you know the little strips that they drive over on the outside of the track to get extra power and things. I think it's a bit of a gimmick, and I think they're trying to add to the cool factor of electric cars. So I'm not sold on that yet. Um, now, of course, obviously many uh, race cars are now in, in a hybrid setup, 
um, which is which is fine because I, I I think the you know the deployment of hybrid energy and things like that is a bit of a cool little addition to 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 racing. But look in the in the real world, I don't drive uh, an electric car. I actually drive a Toyota eighty six GTS, <laughs> which is a you know, two door rear wheel drive. Not much power, but it's got enough to be fun, and uh, and that's manual as well. So you know I I think for me. You know, while I can, you know, being in IT and being a little bit nerdy, can certainly appreciate the 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 geekiness factor of electric cars. I think for now, I'll I'll be I'll be driving petrol cars for as long as I can, until you know they become a, a bit of a relic, which may not be that long. Who knows? Yeah, that's true. That's that's a good point. And I wonder. I often thought about it. Is it the the, the with Formula E? Is it the kind of is it the kind of the street circuit format? Is that what kind of lets it down or? Is that it? I wonder. Very tight, very short um, street track formats. That I I understand why. Obviously, because of the you know the nature of battery life and things like that, they can't be driving around you know forever. But um, I just don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's quite at that cool stage yet that I think a lot of people want from motorsport. You know, no, yeah, it's, it's kind not. of you know futuristic and 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 space age a little bit, but it loses so much excitement just from hearing like the roar of the engine or, you know, like a, like a screaming V10 flying past, for example, you know? Um, and it just seems a little bit gimmicky to me. I think they're trying a little bit too hard to, to make it interesting. Yeah. And that's interesting because NASCAR itself might go to a four or six, yeah. cylinder, six cylinder hybrid. That's also going to change. Um, Formula E has no sound. The electric GT that they're planning uh, has no sound. And that will basically... Re- uh, so in the States, uh, GT3 is going to replace GTLM. So these cars we're, yep. we're in now, they won't race in the IMSA anymore. No, no, these are... G- I'm sorry, these are GT... These are GT3, not GTE. But the GTE versions of these cars won't race in America anymore. Um, Correct. And yeah, then, right. then uh, GT... Uh, GT3 will will become electric, and they can. They're even allow. They're even allowing them to convert the existing GT GT3 cars to electric. Um, and mm. then the hyper. Of course, some of the hypercars now. I think the the uh, Alpine have a Alpine Alpine. They have a grandfather rebellion that doesn't include hybrid. But eventually, they 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 want to mm. go hydrogen in 2024. So is it is it is there going to come a point? And this is just just a general discussion. Is there going to come a point where uh, between uh, uh, sprint and endurance races, the cars don't make any sounds at all. It's going to be interesting. I think that would be a sad day, <laughs> in all honesty, if that happened. Yeah, going go to the, the the NASCAR comment with you know with dropping the uh, the engine sizes is there. I, I there's already people who are, are losing it over that, but at the same time, as I understand it, NASCAR has seen some um, diminishing viewership as well, um, and and perhaps. If they do move into a new era of, you know, you know the, the sorts of cars that they that they're using in NASCAR, maybe it will bring about a new audience and a new, you know, way of of doing things in NASCAR. So it could be a good thing. Some people would say it's a horrible thing, <laughs> but I think it comes really down to the individual. Yeah, it down to the individual indeed. I wonder maybe maybe it's some of the rules in in the in the in NASCAR, the size of the field, maybe it's the length of some of the races. I've heard uh, somebody say that, that that the races are are too long, and you know, and I kind of there's a I think they had the, the they had the 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 they had the Coca Cola race, and there was there was a 
some kind of balance. Of, 600. Yeah, yeah the, the, there was a kind of a balance of performance to 550 horsepower. They were so they they had some kind of restriction or something. So I don't know now mm. what it what it would be in general. And I think the the new cars that are coming that the next gen NASCAR that would have launched already this year, but next year, next February, yeah. they, they 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 at the Daytona 500 because of COVID. And they, I think they is they, are they going to be six fifty or seven fifty horsepower? I don't remember. I think yeah, it's... I'm not entirely sure off the top of my head. Yeah, um, I know that they they are moving to a sequential gearbox though as well. To a five speed, they one. are indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So look, I think they I think they look pretty good though. <laughs> at the same time, they do. They do. Yeah. And I think I think the overarching point is that that. In both, let's say, if you have um, FIA's electric GT category, they're trying to bring in manufacturers who haven't raced before. Let's say, mm. let's say for example, Tesla might might get involved. Then you have obviously they're trying to they're trying to get teams uh, involved in Le Mans. And um, Jim Glickenhaus has never been in Le Mans until now because they need competitors yes. for hypercar. They need they need um, they need uh, constructors to get involved as do NASCAR because NASCAR are hoping to uh, attract more 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 um manufacturers and i guess with with the in, with the inclusion of hybrid then that might attract some people to join uh, dodge might eventually come back so i think that i think that the 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 covid the the the, the ongoing cutbacks have been come Audi pulled out of LMP LMP1 so did Porsche <clears throat> Porsche are now coming yeah. back to hypercar, so it's very, very interesting. Yeah. It's an interesting, it's an interesting time to follow both motorsport and sim racing, and of course, one one bleeds into the other. And I go, I suppose overall, if any title is to try and keep up to date and include all the latest cars, eventually they'll have cars that won't make any sounds at all. Of course, they cannot. Yeah. Of course, they can. They, of course, sims then can become a historical touch point for all those. You know. The, yeah. The the, right. the 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 group B cars from from the you know the the, the group B cars from rally from the eighties and then you have the GT one cars yeah. from the from the nineties early two thousands and then you'll have the V ten uh, Formula uh, Formula one and then you'll have of course you'll have the GTE cars because the GT the the, the uh, R Factor two was one of the first teams to get the the BMW M eight GTE and that's pretty much already dead already so that's kind of interesting yeah. Yep. Well, yeah, I guess you know, sim racing will be that kind of the uh, the preservation, <laughs> if you will, I guess, of these of these cars in time. Which you know, it's it's a, a little bit of a sad realization, I suppose. But at least we have it, you know, as an option. So, um, yeah. But I think you're right. You know, coming coming down, you know, in in the future, maybe five or ten years, I I really do wonder what what it will be like. Um, but you look at people like let's take Toyota for example, who for the longest time has been doing uh, hybrid technology and has obviously uh, done quite well in uh, the uh, LMP1 class as well uh, over the past few years. Um, though they are also in the more consumer market investigating the uh, use of hydrogen fuel cells, uh, which you see with the, with the new Toyota Mirai, which is a car, I think it's out now actually. Um, and they have done some other tests recently where, you know, they've been able to get some actually exciting engine and exhaust noise out of a hydrogen powered car. So of course, that's interesting. maybe yeah. it's yeah. not that bad. 
<laughs> no, that's true. Actually, I didn't know that that Toyota had engineered a hydrogen-powered car. That's interesting. And it didn't. Yeah, yeah. Weren't Toyota also going to introduce? Now I don't remember when it was published, but I read some article about Toyota bringing in some new battery technology, which would be a lot lighter than the existing lithium-ion system. Isn't it so? They're they're, they're bri- Yeah. They're, they're, They've patented, sorry, Nick, they've patented some new system of batteries or something like that. Yeah, I think I read something about that as well. I'm not entirely sure of the details, um, but, you know, Toyota's always, you know, they had a period where they were a very boring company, but they also innovated quite a lot during that period. Um, Now that they've, you know, got the Gazoo Racing name and starting to bring out cars like the Supra and the GR Yaris and the the GR Corolla that's coming out soon, um, I think they're starting to, you know, try and find ways to make cars exciting again. Because um, I think in a lot of ways, a, you know, a lot of easily accessible and affordable cars have been fairly dull in recent years. But I think they're also looking towards the future a bit and saying, well, if we have to go to something like hydrogen fuel cell cars, can they remain interesting? <laughs> because I think they've always been a bit hesitant to move to electric, to pure electric, because it, 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 I think, in my opinion, it removes some of the soul of the car. Yes, yeah, and maybe maybe what I said earlier about the cars being quiet. I mean, I forgot the fact that you know, with with a lot of the cars now, that even the 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 hybrid cars with smaller engines, the manufacturers are actually they're actually adding physical audio for the sounds of the car, aren't they? They're already doing that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, which is a really strange thing, though. Yeah, but it's so, it's something I, I tend to kind of f- forget about. And then would they would they do the same for for LMP racing using electric or hybrid? I actually don't know. And of course, it's something it's something that the a, a sim can do intrinsically. I mean, if they if Porsche or if Porsche or Toyota or Cadillac or whoever, if they want to license a car to a sim, they can also include. Okay, well, the, we want we want the car to sound like this, for example. And of course, the, a yeah. sim. A sim can simulate whatever they wanted, and it's interesting because I have a friend who used to drive Toyota, and he went to he went to Volkswagen because he said, "Well, Toyota don't really have the engines anymore, so he every everything Toyota have in the lineup appears to be hybrid." And I don't think I don't think Toyota are offering a full electric car yet, or are they? I don't remember. No, they're not. No, they're, they're not. not. So they, they banked heavily on uh, on uh, <coughs> hybrids and yeah. now um, hydrogen fuel cell yeah yeah and everything everything ac- across the, the the line it seems to be uh, it seems to be hybrid so Nick we've been talking now about 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 40 minutes this has been an interesting conversation and one final question um are you are you do are you a watcher of eSports on Twitch do you watch any of the events when you have time and what do you think about eSports and and the, the bleed into same racing and uh, did you watch the the 24 hours of Le Mans the virtual uh, last year what did you think about that uh, yes absolutely so I, th- I think it's especially relevant you know going back to last year and I was going to use the uh, the 24 hour of Le Mans the virtual one I thought that was spectacular and it was handled you know really well uh, and it really brought the uh, the abilities of sim racing to the to the um, people who might not otherwise have, have known about it you know, some of the some of the names had Fernando Alonso and, and others in there. Um, you know, and it just showed, you know, what what we could actually do with sim racing now, which was just super exciting to see. Um, you know, I, outside of that, you know, I, I do, um, you know, I obviously watch my friends on Twitch who do iRacing and things like that. Um, but, 
you know, as, as they come up, as you know, if there's something that's, that piques my interest, and especially if it falls within my time zone, because that could be one of the most difficult things for me, for me in Australia, being that, you know, if it's in Europe uh, or even in America, some of these events, um, it can be hard to watch them live. So I try and get things as I can, you know, in, in replays and, and, and things, but, you know, for the most part, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and what uh, a final final question that comes to mind. How do you think? Uh, how do you think uh, Daniel Ricardo is getting out of McLaren? Then he's kind of seems, he seems uh, to be falling behind yeah. a little bit. Any thoughts on that? Then yeah. what's ha- what's happening with Danny? Then what's going on? Uh, you got to feel sorry for poor Danny Rick at the moment. I think I think you know he he started a little bit you know down, and that was to be expected. Started to lift, uh, and then has fallen down again. So. It, it, I know that he himself is saying, I'm not trying to make excuses and, you know, and people are backing him saying, oh, you know, we need to, you know, he's still learning the car and, you know, he's still getting used to it, etc. which I'm sure he is. I have no doubt about that. And you know, not being a Formula One driver, I'm, I can't grasp the full reality of it. But at the same time, I, I feel like had he stayed uh, at Renault or Alpine, um, would it have been different and would he have, would he be much more successful now? It's hard to say. I wonder, does he, he hardly regrets the decision? Well, I suppose it doesn't matter now. I guess he figured he was going to get more, more development, maybe a better car at McLaren. Interesting. Yeah. 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 It's, it, it, it will be certainly interesting to see how that plays out for the rest of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Nick, it's been a great discussion. I, 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 thanks. First of all, thank you for uh, joining the podcast. Anything, anything coming up on your channel that that you'd like to plug? What, uh, yeah, of course, you said you said you said you have your spreadsheet. So, what do you, what do you kind of, uh-huh. what what are you what are you looking to publish in the future? What what kind of piques your interest, or what kind of content would you like to make? Shall I say? Well, yeah, at the moment, I'm really going through that, that list, as you said, of you know, a whole bunch of different um, you know, third-party mods and, and of cars and tracks in R Factor 2. So that's always going to be a kind of central staple at the moment. Um, although, you know, once we kind of move out of this lockdown sort of phase, I, I would like to try and do some, some real-life versus sim racing type stuff. So we have a, a, a local racetrack to me uh, called Sandown, which is actually part of the V8 Supercars calendar. Um, which, uh, you know, I'd, I'd like to go to a track day there, take my car around it, and then jump into something like Assetto Corsa, which oh, has cool. that track yeah. as a mod, yeah, that's and, and just see how it compares yeah. in the same cars. So, you know, I, you know once, we, once the world opens up a bit again and we can start doing more things like that, I'd really like to go down, down that path. But for now, you know, the sorts of things I'm doing is, is really just, you know, taking people along for the journey of my sim racing learning experience and yeah and, and just try to get as much info as i can yeah <laughs> and do oh, my yes. best, so, so yeah. basically you'd like to do a real world versus um versus um sim which is what jimmy has been doing in a well in a way and, and airman recently bought a bmw m2 so he's been kind of doing doing that kind of thing as well i think he had a yeah he bought yeah. an m2 and then he did a he did a uh he did a GT4 race in the BMW and ACC or something like that. So that's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. So, so Nick, uh, Jim- go go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So I was just saying, and Jimmy, Jimmy is on another level entirely. I think with his uh, Brit car stuff, that's uh, that's incredible. What what he's been able to do, you know, from such humble beginnings. I think driving driving the Praga from the Czech Republic, and they're also yeah. an interesting company because they also make aircraft. It's kind of fascinating. Yeah. Oh, right. I actually didn't know that. Well, there you go. <laughs> So Nick, thank you very much for joining. Um, it's very, it's very interesting conversation, and it, it's given me a lot of uh, 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 
uh, pause for thought on on different topics, and I, I think we discussed some very interesting topics during this conversation. Uh, I'm going to add the uh, links to your channel and your socials down below in the video description. Uh, as we're getting getting late here, the sun is coming down in Belgium. Uh, this video, this uh, podcast will be will be available, of course, on YouTube as a video, and then in audio on the usual places. Uh, uh, Apple Podcasts, <laughs> it's not iTunes anymore, <laughs> and uh, oh, Go- no. <laughs> Google Podcasts, and and, and so on. So, uh, Nick, uh, thanks again for joining. This has been great fun. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been great. Until next time, see you guys. Bye bye. See you later.